Absolutely. It's about the social contract between state and taxpayers and the citizens. And it works if there is a communication and also the taxpayers see that the tax administration is responsive. They're not acting as an enemies. Rather, you know, they're using taxes for uh, providing uh, services and the public goods, right? Good day. I'm Jeff Chelsky, Manager of the Economic Management and Country Programs Unit of the Independent Evaluation Group in the World Bank. And this is What Have We Learned? The Evaluation Podcast. Today, we continue our series on one of everyone's favorite topics, taxation, or more broadly, domestic revenue mobilization, or DRM, which has become an increasingly important part of international and country-level development policy agendas as countries face rising needs for development finance. In 2015, at the International Conference on Financing for Development in Addis Ababa, the World Bank was among the multilateral institutions that committed to stepping up its efforts to support this critical source of financing, pledging to ramp up its assistance to client countries. But despite increasing attention to domestic revenue mobilization, tax yields in many low- and middle-income countries, even before COVID, were on a declining trend. Since the onset of the pandemic, Tax revenues have dropped by 12% in real terms, and in many countries, ratios of tax to GDP have fallen below 15%, which is considered the minimum necessary to finance a state's basic functions. World Bank support for domestic revenue mobilization in the period following the 2015 World Conference on Financing for Development and leading up to the COVID pandemic was the subject of a recent IEG evaluation. The evaluation confirmed that the World Bank has intensified its attention to domestic revenue mobilization, particularly since 2018, and especially to countries eligible for IDA, the World Bank's fund for the poorest countries. However, the results have fallen short of expectations, and tax reforms have sometimes proven hard to sustain. To discuss this topic, I will be speaking with Rusadan Kamalaria, head of the Tax Inspectors Without Borders Secretariat at the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Prior to joining the OECD, Ms. Kamalaria was Georgia's Vice Minister of Finance from 2010 to 2012, leading work on tax reforms and other areas of public finance, including customs policy and administration. In addition to her ministerial role, she was also secretary to the parliament and co-chair of the Tax Dispute Resolution Council. Welcome, Rusadan. Thank you, of course. Now, not all of our listeners will have heard of Tax Inspectors Without Borders. Uh, could you briefly explain its work and mandate and the sorts of countries in which it operates? So Tax Inspectors Without Borders uh, is a joint initiative of the OECD and UNDP uh, that embeds uh, tax experts in developing countries, uh, tax administrations, to provide a practical hands-on assistance on the real audit cases and related international tax issues. So it works like um, Doctors Without Borders, Journalists Without Borders, so it has the same concept and um, so uh, we work in more than uh, 60 jurisdictions um, uh, with uh, over 120 current and completed programs. So, and uh, it's really about a practical hands-on assistance. It's about sharing knowledge and experience and on ground. Um, and um, uh, it's based on the learning by doing approach. So uh, we have mobilized together with African Tax Administration Forum and uh, the World Bank Group, uh, almost uh, 2 billion USD through uh, 
TIWB programs and also uh, almost 5 billion tax assessed through TIWB programs across Africa, Asia, Latin America, Caribbean, uh, Eastern Europe. So um, it's kind of a, a uh, complements to the broader um, capacity building assistance provided by other international players. Uh, and our main objective is really building audit capacity within the tax administrations and help countries mobilize tax revenues. And where do the staff for TWIB uh, come from? Are they retired tax inspectors from other countries or uh, how are you staffed? The TIWB experts are mainly uh, sourced from the UNDP roster. So these are the retired or current officials and also 24 tax administrations uh, of the developed uh, countries are uh, supporting the initiative. Excellent. Well, let's get right into the issue. So post-COVID, how would you describe the challenge of and priorities for raising tax revenue in developing economies? Are the challenges different for low-income countries than in middle-income countries? Good question. So um, post-COVID, um, developing economies uh, face, um, as you said, challenges in raising um, tax revenues due to uh, economic disruptions, uh, reduced economic activity, and of course, uh, increased uh, government spending. So while the challenges might not distinctly differ between low and middle income nations. So the resource constraints are more uh, pronounced in low income economies. They often require a greater uh, external support for capacity building and implementation. And this is what we have seen uh, through TIWB programs. And now post pandemic, we see that the country is prioritizing now again the audit uh, um, work. So uh, the priority is really, of course, to uh, re- uh, raise the tax revenue uh, and um, also uh, to build the capacity. And um, the countries are very um, proactive, I would say, post-COVID. What role do you see for the World Bank uh, in supporting tax collection efforts in developing economies? From your perspective, where should the World Bank focus its efforts? Tax policy, tax administration, uh, working with partners like TIWB? The World Bank definitely can play an important role uh, in supporting tax collection in developing economies, uh, but effective collaboration among uh, various organizations, institutions, and administrations is essential for both uh, tax policy and tax administration. So I think equally there is a need uh, in developing countries on the uh, to providing assistance to designing the uh, the tax policy and also helping in uh, implementing the. Uh, regulations and especially international standards and international tax. So um, the prioritizing tax administration uh, can yield rapid and uh, concrete outcomes uh, by investing, I think, in capacity building programs, uh, also um, offering technical guidance and fostering initiatives, as you said, like TIWB, uh, the World Bank can significantly enhance the efficiency uh, and um, effectiveness of the tax administration. So I think the World Bank's influence can also extend to aiding the implementation um, of improved tax policies as well by providing expertise, uh, resources, and guidance. The institutions, of course, can assist developing economies in crafting sound tax policies um, that align with their social economic goals. Very interesting, because one of the findings of the IEG evaluation, which we'll turn to in a moment, 
was that the World Bank actually shifted its focus from tax administration to tax policy. And most of the support that low-income countries received was on the tax policy side. There was actually very little increase in, uh, in investment projects for tax administration. But we will get to that momentarily. Um, one of the ways that uh, uh, taxes can be collected in developing economies is through so-called large taxpayer units. Um, do you see these as playing a particularly important role in developing economies? And if so, what can the World Bank and other multilateral development banks play in in uh, uh, helping to establish and improve the functioning of large taxpayer units? The large uh, taxpayer units hold a crucial position, uh, um, I think, in uh, developing economies. Uh, and by focusing on uh, sizable contributions to a total tax revenue, uh, I think um, these uh, units streamline processes um, and also uh, increase uh, the compliance and boost the revenue collection. So we see that they contribute uh, immensely when it comes to the um, uh, collection um, of taxes, and I think the World Bank and other um, um, development banks can support the establishment and capacity building of uh, the uh, large taxpayer units by providing trainings, uh, technology, and of course, best practices to improve tax administration, but also by supporting effective communication between um, the large taxpayer units and the taxpayer. And this is where we've seen that TIWB in a a game changer uh, um, because the the taxpayer uh, uh, and um, the company Companies need to know what to expect from the tax administrations. And if the large taxpayer units are well prepared, they know exactly what type of information they have to request. So uh, uh, there is no uh, barrier between the taxpayer and the uh, different uh, uh, units at the tax administrations. We see that the compliance rate is increasing. So that why, of course, the large taxpayer unit is a uh, biggest contributor, I would say, when it comes to the tax collection. And it's very important to provide assistance uh, uh, and help uh, the administration in building um, audit capacity and also building integrity within the, um, the tax administration system. Now, IEG's evaluation of World Bank support for domestic revenue mobilization found a number of shortcomings in the World Bank's support on the tax front. Uh, these included underinvestment in support to build capacity building for tax administration, especially in low-income countries. Does this finding resonate with your experience over the last five or so years? And if so, what would you suggest as a remedy? So uh, low-income countries do require support in enhancing domestic revenue mobilization, However, uh, assistance should be demand-driven. What I can say from my experience, from the TIWB perspective, the demand is high. We see that demand is increasing not only uh, for the practical uh, audit and international uh, tax, but rather in other areas such as um, criminal tax investigations, automatic exchange of information, tax and environment, uh, and of course the implementation of the uh, two-pillar solution, uh, especially uh, the practical implementation of global minimum tax rules. So we see that uh, the demand is coming. Maybe we need to uh, work in coordination to also increase the awareness about the programs and assistance which we are providing to to developing countries. Now, IAG's evaluation also pointed to problems with sustaining tax reform. Uh, 
This was particularly the case with respect to reducing tax expenditures and eliminating inefficient tax exemptions. Um, Often reversals were a response to ongoing pressures from vested interests. Is this a phenomenon that you've seen and what can be done to increase the chances that tax reforms supported by development partners stick and are sustained? Yeah, it's it's a very complex issue, and I think it has a different dimensions. But very simply, to to just uh, give my thoughts, uh, when reforms uh, I think are tailored, uh, tailor made for a country, um, uh, they resonate better with its um, uh, economic and social dynamics. And this approach involves engaging the stakeholders early on, and that's very important, ensuring they feel a sense of ownership, and that's very important. Uh, Effective communication is also crucial by um, clearly articulating the benefits of the reforms to the public. So I think we can uh, uh, build uh, broader support and increase the chances that the reforms supported by development partners stick. So, and I'm talking from my previous experience when I was a vice minister of finance and also leading um, um, together with my team, the tax reforms in, in, in my country. There is no uh, uh, one size fits all solution. A key approach is to design uh, reforms uh, proactively and, uh, and tailored to each country's unique circumstances. This is, I think, most important. And understanding the local regulations, cultural sensitivities, uh, and um, other defining aspects is essential to align reforms with the reality. In many ways, this is very consistent with uh, the evaluations finding that the willingness of uh, taxpayers to comply and to pay tax is partly a function of the extent to which they see themselves receiving valuable and high quality services from governments. And if governments are not able to show that they're using the tax revenues to the benefit of their people, um, taxpayers are unlikely to want to sustain compliance. Is this something you also saw in your time in Georgia? Absolutely. It's about a social contract between state and taxpayers and the citizens. And it works if there is a communication and also the taxpayers see that the tax administration is responsive. They're not acting as an enemies, rather, you know, they're using taxes for uh, providing uh, services and the public goods, right? So the, the key f- uh, factor also is the fighting corruption, which is slightly a different topic. But I think it's important uh, also for uh, building the uh, modern tax administration. It's a key and cornerstone for any tax reform, uh, fighting and eliminating uh, red tape and uh, the corruption within the systems. And uh, uh, we see this uh, especially in developing countries, right, to creating also the strong judiciary systems. So it's very complex. Uh, and indeed, uh, I think uh, it's important um, to demonstrate the goodwill from the tax administration side and uh, also uh, not really. Uh, focus on aggressive tax administration, rather um, uh, creating taxpayer-friendly environment uh, through the uh, liberal tax systems, uh, clear procedures, uh, and of course, with the, the daily contact with, uh, with the taxpayers. Now, an important objective of the World Bank's approach to domestic revenue mobilization is increasing the progressivity of tax systems in developing economies. Uh, What's your view on how progressivity can be achieved? Can it be effectively addressed from the tax side alone? 
Yeah, so it's always about equity efficiency thing. <laughs> I will not go into the uh, uh, into the depth, but I think uh, progressive taxation in developing countries uh, definitely can play a crucial role uh, in domestic resource mobilization uh, uh, by increasing government um, revenue um, through an equitable distribution of the tax burden. So um, how to achieve the progressivity? So achieving the progressivity... Um, definitely entails implementing uh, gradual tax rates, reducing exemptions, uh, introducing wealth taxes, and enhancing enforcement mechanisms. So I think while progressivity offers uh, significant benefits, uh, it is important to recognize uh, uh, maybe potential challenges to its implementation in developing countries, right? These challenges may include, uh, for example, resistance from uh, affluent segments of society, uh, difficulties in the uh, accurately assessing income levels, and uh, the need for effective en- enforcement mechanisms. So I think it is crucial for uh, us to consider wider economic context and endorse uh, complementary policies to ensure um, the success of enhancing the progressivity of tax systems in developing economies. Rusadan, you've been very generous with your time. So, so let me ask you one final question. Um, do you have any advice that you would like to give to the World Bank and its partners on how to increase the effectiveness of their support for domestic revenue mobilization in order to achieve pro-poor growth? Yeah, it might uh, sound very ambitious to to provide any advice to the uh, to World Bank, but I think uh, promote um, collaborative efforts among development partners is a key, and uh, I think with government stakeholders to maximize impact and uh, coordinate initiatives uh, to ensure countries leverage uh, programs effectively uh, toward achieving the 2030 agenda, and also recognize the unique needs of each. Each country, as there is no one-size-fits-all solution to support domestic revenue mobilization. I think that's most important. That sounds like good advice. Now, unfortunately, we're out of time, um, so I have to end here. I have been speaking with uh, Rusadan Kamularia, head of the Tax Inspectors Without Borders Secretariat of the OECD. Uh, I'm Jeff Chelsky, manager of the Economic Management and Country Programs Unit and the Independent Evaluation Group at the World Bank. And this is What Have We Learned, the Evaluation Podcast. Please join us next time for more on tax and other exciting issues. 